You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is episode number 973 of our podcast. I'm excited today to welcome Phil Kessler, CEO of Arrow Marketing Company, to be our guest in this segment. And why am I excited? Because Arrow Marketing Company has over 20 years of direct mail marketing experience. And with the current trends in marketing and technology, Arrow Marketing Company is up to speed with what will work best and is most effective to fit your firm's needs. I've asked Phil to come in today to share the most effective sources of marketing to reach your company's prospects and customers. Phil, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show. Hi, Rick. Good to see you. It's nice to have you on the program. I've been looking forward to doing this interview since we met all those many months ago. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So let's get started. Can you think about a time in your past where maybe there's a, a story that kind of capsulates you know, your experience that brought you up to this point in being on the program? You know, it's interesting, having had over 40 years of business experience, you know, there's lots of stories, but uh, one that kind of resonates with me is the, the story that I learned about the five whys, and it's, it's interesting, when, when a person asks why five times, you get to the real issue. I'll give you an example. We had a manufacturing company. We, we used to, um, I had a software manufacturing company. We were okay. the first in the industry to be a software manufacturer for the software industry. Okay. And um, so one day I go out to the warehouse and I notice that there's a, a pile of uh, material that was um, having to be reworked. So I asked the supervisor, I said, well, what's going on here? And he said, well, you know, we're, we're delayed on getting this product out, and, and because of that, uh, we made some mistakes, and, you know, we're going to have to rework it. And I said, you know, why did we have a problem getting, you know, getting the product out, you know, going back to the original issue? Mm-hmm. And he says, well, we didn't get the materials on time. I said, okay, so that's two. Why didn't we get the materials on time? Well, I don't think they were ordered on time. Well, why weren't they ordered on time? Right. Well, because I think the, the guy on, in purchasing was on vacation when the order was supposed to have been sent to you know to the vendors. Okay. Okay. Well, there's five. You know, there's our five whys. Okay. And that lets me know that going up to the purchasing department is where we need to resolve this issue. Okay. But it's so you're really, really looking for root cause then. Absolutely, root cause. But if you ask why five times, you're going to get to the root cause. Okay. And uh, I've carried that message with me through many, many businesses. Hold on, Paul. Can you ring the gong? Thank you. We look for teachable moments here on Critical Mass Radio Show when the guest gives us something that we can repurpose. You know we believe in the power of peer learning, right? Other people's experiences can inform our future decisions. So... For those of you that haven't used the five wide technique, I guess you've just learned from Phil Kessler a new way to get to the root cause of, a, of an opportunity or maybe a challenge in your company. Do you find one last follow-up question? <clears throat> what? How did you find people responding to this series of five whys? No, no, that's an important question. I'm glad you asked because the question why is a parent-to-child question. And when, when somebody is... Uh, confronted with why they tend to bristle 
and it mm, it, right. it puts them on the defense because it's right. like you know is it you know is this my parent asking me why uh-huh. and so you've got to kind of frame the question in such a way that you're asking why but you're not asking why or in my case because I'm always asking questions okay people got used to the fact that okay. I'm always asking questions and they weren't offended by me asking five questions okay. five why's like that did you ever get the answer I don't know why. Uh, I do. I okay. do get that question. Okay. And whenever I hear the question, I don't know, I ask, if you were to know, what would you think the answer should be? <laughs> You're like Yoda over here. And, I love it. And it's incredible. Okay. Um, so then they feel safe to give you an opinion. And they're usually very, very upfront with their opinion. Great. And it's an amazing question. You know, so that's another gong, I guess. Yeah, hey, now I get to call the gong shots, oh, not right, you. Sorry, You're the sorry. guest, man. Sorry. Oh, there we go. Now, the, Paul, you know the rules. We'll be gonging all the time if I let the guests. I have to have some control here. All right, there Joe you go. Kessler this one's with yours. Arrow Marketing Company. Tell me about Arrow Marketing Company. I, I read a little bit in a tease, but why do customers do business with you? So it's interesting. Um, marketing is, if marketing is done correctly, sales is very easy. What marketing will do is identify the appropriate customer, find out why that customer might be interested in buying the product or service, figure out how to reach that customer, uh-huh. reach out to that customer, get the customer to respond. When the customer responds, now the salesperson's got better than a warm lead they've got somebody that's actually contacting them yeah, for information so marketing is a critical first step to okay. really see a successful sales organization so why why use uh, you know why are companies using arrow marketing yes um over the years and, and like I, like you said our, our team has over 20 years of experience you know in in the marketing business and over that course of time this goes back before the internet was popular before email marketing was popular and so we've seen some trends and what's what's interesting about the trends that we've seen and I'm sure many of your listeners have participated in email marketing campaigns which in the past had been extremely successful mm-hmm but because it's so saturated now, okay. it's not getting anywhere near the response level that, that it needs to in order to justify the, the effort. Right. right. And email lists are actually more expensive than direct mail lists. Yeah, they are. They're at a premium, aren't they, for the email addresses? Yes. And oftentimes they change very frequently where a uh, fiscal address does not change as often. Okay. So... What we're doing now is we're going back to the basics, direct mail marketing. We get the best targeted mailing lists in the in the industry. Okay, and we help the we help our clients then uh, create the mailing piece that's going to uh, speak and resonate with the customer that they're aiming for. So part of the process is we need to ask the customer, "Who's your best customer?" Hmm. Who would you really like to be your customer, okay. and, and what characteristics might they have? So it might be age, it might be income level, it might be uh, education, it might be nationality, it might be geography. We've got over a thousand different selection options okay. that really narrow that list down. Uh-huh. So you're not wasting a lot of money on printing and postage, which postage is the most expo- uh, expensive part. Sure. You're zeroing in right on the best 
possible audience that is going to be interested in buying your product, and that's what we specialize in. Okay. Well, um, that's interesting because technology is really giving you an opportunity in direct mail marketing to continue to refine your searches and your criteria and, and really hone in on the right kind of potential customers for your prospects it sounds like you know you're absolutely right you know back in the day the the resources for that data did not exist right so now with the technology and leveraging that technology to get the information on the data for the targeted customer enables us to then be much more effective with direct mail marketing. Excellent. We're going to take our first commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show, Mr. Kessler. When we come back, I wonder if we could, uh, I'd like to ask you about, of all the things you've learned in business, you know, have you have you developed a guiding principle that you're using to lead and grow arrow marketing? So Great. can we talk about that when we come back after the break? Absolutely. If you're listening to us live here on the octalkradio.net stream, don't go anywhere because we're going to be back in less than 60 seconds. And if you're listening to us uh, on iTunes or Stitcher, stay right there. Uh, don't hit the skip because they're going to come back. This is a, one simple word from me about one of the product or services that I do. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitment in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Math for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Richard Franzi. All of our shows can be heard anytime on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker.com, several hundred former guest websites whose CEOs have appeared on the show. Since we started in 2009, our shows reached several hundred thousand listeners through our live stream and our podcast. Simply type in these four words, Critical Mass Radio Show, in your favorite podcasting software to find our weekly shows. All right, Phil, before the break, I said I was going to ask you, you know, what's your guiding principle? What's your overarching philosophy for how you're leading and growing your firm? All right, so um, when I first started out in business a million years ago, I didn't understand some of these principles, and over the course of time, having been a member of CEO advisory groups... I learned a lot from my peers. Okay. And uh, I was 28 years old when I first started my business and learning a lot along the way. Sure. So the concept of mission, vision, core value, it never made sense to me. Why would a company go through the exercise exercise of creating a mission, vision, core value uh, if they're not going to use it? And it's really an amazing phenomenon. You walk into a lobby of a business and you see their mission, vision, core value on the wall if they've gone through the exercise of doing it. Right. But then nobody in the company knows what the heck it is. <laughs> so, so That's not good, right? No, it's that not good. That seems bad. What, what's cool about mission, vision, core value is 
everybody if you do it right and if you drive that message throughout your organization it becomes a management tool mm. you know so somebody will come to you know come to you and say all right so what do i do boss and you, and then you can ask them how does that fit with our mission mm-hmm. how does that fit with our vision does that meet our core values? And now the person who's asking the question has those resources to determine their answer. Right. And, and eventually they don't need to ask the boss anymore right. because they can make decisions. It creates autonomy within the organization, the authority to make decisions at the lowest level. And you know that if they're following those guidelines that you establish – they're going to they're going to be making good decisions. Right. It sort of sounds like it also in from your experience builds and reinforces the culture. Exactly. And the culture starts at the top. Right. But it it only works if everybody is uh on the same page as it were. That's right. And and one of the things I used to do with my company, we had 400 employees uh out of three manufacturing facilities in three separate states. Wow. So I spent a lot of time walking my companies, walking the floor and working with Good. the folks. And I would ask them, you know, what can you tell me what our mission is? And the mission's got to be short enough yeah. so somebody can tell you. Right. And I'll flip them a $5 bill. And I tell you what, that word got out real fast. If Phil comes around and asks you mission, vision, core value, <laughs> there may be money associated with it. That's great. All right. Well, if Paul wasn't also doing something else, I would have said ring the gong. But, oh, look at him. He's so talented over there running the board today, Mr. Paul Rogers. You know, at the beginning in the open, Phil, I'm saying that with technology – Arrow marketing is is able to kind of fit the right thing, technology, tools, trends to what the company needs. So I'm wondering if we could spend a couple minutes and maybe talk about what forms of marketing do you see that are fitting today's current trends. Okay, so what's important with marketing is you've got to reach your target audience the way that they want to be reached or that they will accept being reached. Mm-hmm. So you can reach them with an email, but are they wanting that? Are they are they going to be receptive to that email? They're going to. I personally get over three hundred and fifty emails a day. Okay. And there's no way I'm going to read them. Right. So, I'm sure I'm not unique, and I'm sure other CEOs are seeing the same kind of thing. I would think. But their customers are also. So we're seeing a trend away from uh, email marketing. And we're seeing more marketing with social media, Facebook, LinkedIn. You know, uh, all of these marketing programs now have to be able to be uh, mobile compatible. Okay. You know, so people are actually getting marketing information on their cell phones. Uh huh. You know, Google's doing this, and those are those are quite effective mechanisms if you target your uh, your audience correctly. So the questions that you ask yourself about who's my best customer is the most important question you can ask. And and that's where a marketing department or marketing firm will help out because Mm -hmm. we then help identify the most effective, the the most logical customer for your business. Okay, so you, you do direct mail. Yes. And and that's a very successful way for some of your clients to reach their prospects. Yes. But you also offer other marketing services beyond direct mail? Yes. And that's email and social media and, and the other tools that you've been talking about. We're, we're doing less with emails, 
but incorporating some technology with direct mail, for example, with landing pages. So you get a piece of mail uh, and you have some interest in it and there's uh, a, a short um, a URL where you can go to a landing page. You get more information. Okay. You may get a, uh, a coupon or a bonus and then you may have access to a website. But you're going to get a response because the, the landing page is going to trigger an activity from a salesperson at that point. Okay. So those are all components that go into a fully integrated marketing campaign. Fully integrated marketing campaign using technology and the traditional. Is this a B2C model or do, is it your experience, Phil Kessler, working with B2B companies that this fully integrated model can work for them as well? Absolutely works with B2B really? as well as B2C. Yes. I, okay. That, that kind of surprises me a little bit because... Um, what door do you hang the direct mail piece on, or how does that direct mail piece get to that decision maker then? Well, you're you're mailing to the company. Oh, and uh, what we can do is personalize the mail. Okay. So we'll we'll know, for example, who the CEO is of XYZ company, okay. and we can address the piece directly to that individual. If it's a postcard, it's going to have uh, his name in or her name in the address block. But if it's a letter, we can have their name personalized in the address block on the outside of the envelope as well as within the, the uh, text of the letter itself. So are you finding that people are more likely to open a piece of mail addressed to them than an email sent to them? Absolutely. They're going to touch a piece of mail, but they may not touch an email. Okay. So so it is what's old is new again then, huh? Yes. Is what is what I hear you saying. And and it's coming back around and the advantage that direct mail has, like you mentioned, is with the technology and the the just enormous amounts of data that's available. I'll give you a quick example. We're doing a campaign for a surgery center that specializes in bariatric surgery. Mm -hmm. So we were able to find a list of uh, obese people within a 20-mile radius of their facility, did a mailing to them, and they got a bunch of business out of it. Okay. So that's a successful example. Thank you, Phil Kessler. We have a few minutes left here on Critical Mass Radio Show. I'm, I'm wondering if you could, um, you mentioned earlier that you had experience in peer learning environments and you got great value from others' experiences. I'm wondering if, if there's any one specific time when you were in a peer group in your, in your career where either you directly got advice from a peer that was really helpful or you observed that process. Maybe you even gave the advice to another peer in one of these confidential meetings. Anything come to mind that you could share with our audience? Uh, one's an embarrassment, and okay. I'd, I'd be happy to talk oh, about yeah, that. I love those. Yeah, please do. Um, like I said, I started my, my business career fairly early on, and I had joined a, uh, a CEO advisory group, mm -hmm. and I was having a serious cash flow problem. And the company was growing very, very fast, and the profits were there, but the right. the, the cash flow wasn't right. And so I, you know, I'm talking to the, to my group, and I'm explaining what my problem is, and and you know, they're looking at me like, okay, yeah, you're young, you you're going to figure this out. Uh, what they ended up saying was, cash is king. Yes, and you manage your business by cash flow, and. And that was an epiphany to me. Mm. It, it, it just had, it never dawned on me before. And uh, so what we started doing in that case was getting our invoicing out faster. Yes. You know, instead of invoicing at the end of the month, we would invoice as soon as we would ship. Yeah. That shortened the, you know, the receipt of uh, mm -hmm. the receivables. 
it made a big difference. I can imagine. Another example was one of my members had a, a company that was making custom cabinetry for pop-up televisions mm. and very successful business. And then he decided he was going to branch out and make modular conference rooms that could roll around and provide a conference area for a group that wanted to collaborate on projects. And he put a lot of time and resources into the development of that. And he started noticing that his pop-up cabinet business wasn't doing as well. And so he brought the problem to the group, and the group said, you need to go back to your basics and focus <laughs> on your core business and right. leave the other one alone. Makes he, perfect sense. He did it, and it saved his bacon. Wow. Those are two really good. Thank you, Phil Kessler, for giving us real-world examples of the power of peer learning through the CEO peer group process. If someone would like to learn more about you and your firm, how do they find the company online? Okay, so the company website is arrow, like bow and arrow, A-R-R-O-W, marketingco.com. Okay. And uh, uh, my email is phil at marketingco.com, and I'm happy to answer any marketing questions that any of your listeners may have. It's uh, I, This is a really fun business, uh-huh. and I get to see a lot of companies and help them, and, and it's really exciting. Well, thank you for giving a bit of your time today and a bit of your knowledge to my audience. Thank you for being a friend of the Critical Mass Radio Show and a part of the Critical Mass for Business community here in Southern California. My pleasure. Thanks thank, for having me. Thank you very much. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have to end this segment. I'd like to thank today's engineer, who is Paul Roberts. Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern are our producers. I'm your host, Richard Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about the radio show or the CEO peer groups that I lead, please visit my company's website, criticalmass4business.com. And until our next show, I hope all of your decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.